Welcome along to the Loftcast. I'm Matt Ware from the club's media team. Today I'm joined by club ambassador Andy Sinton. After just a second defeat in 10 championship fixtures against Hull on Saturday, Rangers are back on the road this weekend with a trip to High Fly and Leeds United. We'll look at both those games with the help of our assistant coach Matt Gardner. We're also joined by Jacob Tingle from overseas fan group Vamos QPR. Thanks for tuning in. This is the Loftcast. Well, since just when people thought we'd, we'd cracked it came... Saturday's disappointing defeat to, to Hull at Loftus Road. This, disappointing especially, I guess, because of all the, the good work that had gone on previously during the week with the, with the hard-earned draws at Stoke and Rotherham. Yeah, been in the game far too long to, to, to think you've cracked it. Uh, you know, every game is a challenge, a test which you have to overcome. Going into the game, um, I felt we had picked up two really good points at Stoke and Rotherham on the road. You know, if you look at the Stoke game, Stoke's... I know they're not setting their division alight at the minute, but they've got a squad packed with quality. It's always a tough place to go. And I thought, you know, we were we were good value for a point up there. Brilliant from Angel Rangel, you know. Two goals. I think someone was saying he hadn't scored. He had scored 11 in 10 years or something. To get two on the day, you know, spoke, vol- uh, spoke volumes for him. But, um, you know, to go a goal up there, I thought we went total control of the game. Gave the ball away cheaply and they get back in the game. That flips it a little bit. Um, but we're never really under much pressure. I think they hit the post with a header from James McLean. But we go in a half-time and we come out the second half. And I think, we're, again, we're, I wouldn't say dominating the game, but we're comfortable. And I thought they scored against the runner play. But credit to the character of the boys. You know, they kept going and, you know, Angel pops up again. Eberiese does great. Sets him up and a great finish. And... You know, he celebrates in front of the Rangers fans and I thought we're a really good value for for a point. Then we go into Rotherham. You know, Rotherham people were saying to me, uh, Rotherham, but I was saying, you know what, well, you know, look at their home record. Really good home side. And I think we saw saw what they were all about, you know, certainly in the first half, full of energy. You know, worked really, really hard. A threat at set plays, uh, long throws, etc. etc. So uh, so I thought we had a difficult first half up there. You know, we're two one behind but the second half you know, again, credit to the, the fitness, the character, the belief, the ability. I felt it was a matter of time before we got back into the game. I was starting to think it wasn't going to happen. If you look at, you know, Pavel had a great chance where he just needed to get any type of connection on it as a goal. Goalkeeper's pulled off two wonderful saves, you know, one from Freeman, one from Eberiese. Um Scoing as a half chance that he doesn't get hold of and you're just starting to think it's going to be one of those nights, but... Luke Freeman comes up with a fantastic diving header and we we go away probably a little bit of a mixed bag. I should go away happy with a point, but probably disappointed that we didn't make it all three. But, you know, two good points going into the whole game. So going into the whole game, two points picked up on the road during the week. People saying if we pick up a win today, it's been it's been a really good week. How, how do you view the week? With the whole defeat now, with the two draws and then the defeat against Hull. Well, as I say, it looks uh, from what was going to be or what was looking a good week, uh, and I've, I've already said, and I, I still stand by it, was two good points away from home. But they're only good points if you really back it up in front of your own fans at home. Um, and unfortunately, we didn't on Saturday. You know, we, we, we came up short. I felt the game was probably lost in the first 20 minutes. You know, we never got started for some reason. You know, we got punished. Uh, I don't think you can give teams a two-goal start. Well, you can, and sometimes you'll be quite fortunate, but, you know, it wasn't a B on Saturday. But, uh, yeah, so 
it was disappointing because if you, if you take the week as a whole, then you've got two points from three games, which uh, looks pretty disappointing. People say you've only won one in the last five, etc., etc. So uh, all this that started to come out. Go 2-0 down against Hull on Saturday. Goals, in six, goals on six minutes and 22 minutes. Score through Pavel Sharwick on 24 minutes. How, how crucial was it that we didn't go on and score a second goal before half-time? We had a number of chances. Angel Rangel namely hits the upright and then Hull make a double substitution at half-time to maybe say, look, we're going to shut up shop and look to hit you on the counter, which they actually did do to make it 3-1. So how, how crucial was it that we didn't go and grab that second before half-time? Yeah, that was the... That was the key period for me. You know, first twenty minutes never got started. We've discussed that, but you know, to get back into the game with a really well worked goal, good finish from from uh, from Pav two one, and I thought that was our best spell of the whole game from then on till half time. I thought that's when you saw the QPR, which we've seen over the last sort of couple of months. You know, that was you know quick, incisive passing uh, movements, creating chances. You know, uh, I think Berriezzi has a header, Natty Wells flashes one just past the post, and Jill. It's a screamer from 30 yard yards. The goalkeeper makes a, a decent sort of save. So we were knocking at the door then, but um, you know we just needed to maintain that in the second half, and we 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 started quite brightly. But the crucial point of the game was going three one down. Um, you know, give the ball away in the halfway line. They hit us on the break. Jared Bowen, I think I singled him out leading up to the game uh, as a as a want to watch. I thought he was outstanding. So he was a standout player for me on the pitch. Uh, you know, he broke and. Joe's a little bit unlucky with that one. Makes a good save, actually. It just comes back, but he, he bundles it over. Then four or five minutes later, Joe Lumley made... Well, he gave us a lifeline. He made a hell of a save from Jackson Irvine. And you're just thinking, come on, guys, we've got 20-odd minutes to go. I still think we can cause them problems. Um, but it just wasn't to be. We get one back in injury time. Then you're thinking about Brentford last season. You know, can we? Can we do it again? We almost do it again. Luke Freeman has a free kick and... From where I am up in the gantry, that looks really, really close. But uh, now, pitted out, we 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 lost the game, and yeah, goes down as a disappointing overall performance. I think Steve was saying, and I agree with him, we didn't do the basics well enough. What we've been doing, and probably alarmingly, a little bit. You know, that's nine goals in the last four games after being watertight previously. You know, if you look at the two defeats in the last ten games. If you split that in half, we've conceded one goal in the first five. Um, yet we've conceded ten in the next five. So um, I think that's just getting back to basics on the training ground, people doing their jobs. and um, But yeah, we'll be fine. Which leads me on to my next point. If you look back over the games, after keeping a number of clean sheets previously, we've, we've gone on to maybe concede... Well, we have. We've gone on to concede more goals than, than we were shipping. Steve McLaren said that in the last few games, while we've looked like scoring more goals, we've looked like conceding more. Obviously, obviously, it would be a, a, an aim really to to tighten things up. Look, looking into the or looking ahead to the Leeds game. Well, you're going to have to go in there, you know, because they're going well. But uh, but yeah, um, you know, from as a neutral QPR, the last few games, um, certainly the last four games, have been terrific uh, spectacles. Great to watch, you know. Uh, starting with Brentford, you know, you. You come from behind, you blow them away for 20 minutes, you concede late and you're hanging on, but you you you, you get a great win. Then you go up to Stoke 2-2, then you go to Rotherham 2-2, um, then you're on the back of a 3-2 defeat. So uh, that's an area where Steve and his coaching staff will look at. They'll button it down on the training ground and hopefully get back to you know, being rock solid, if you like. And that starts at the front all the way back, everyone doing their jobs, because as I said, that... In that ten games, the first five, 
you know, you've you've conceded one goal and that was against Derby. The rest of the ties, four clean sheets and that 13 points from those five games. Whereas in the last five, you've only took five points, you know. But uh, listen, during the course of a season, you're going to have a good spell, a bad spell. It's just finding that consistency. And while we do look like scoring, we just look a little bit unsteady at the back at the moment. Well, one man tasked with helping us get back to winning ways on Saturday is QPR's assistant coach, Matt Gardner. Matt, Matt welcome onto the Loftcast. Um, we're, we're, speaking, um, we're speaking on the Monday after uh, Saturday's defeat to Hull. First things first, I guess. How was, the, how was the mood in training this morning? Because it was obviously disappointing to lose a game that we were widely tipped to win at the weekend. Yeah, I think disappointment is a good word to sum it up for everyone, really. Um, it wasn't the intention to go and uh, get that result, obviously, but... I think the first thing with these players is um, the reaction is important from the manager sets a tone from uh, you know minute one this morning. Um, quick debrief of the game, analysis, what we could have done better, and uh, we move on. So you know already kind of get focused for for Leeds and the you know the process starts again. What was what was the main message this morning? What were you trying to get across to the players? Well, I think. You know, you've seen the game as well about kind of standards that have been set um, across the whole group. That comes from the gaffer, and then the players have been magnificent as, and rightly so, been getting the praise. Um, but I think it's such an honest group; they know themselves um, what they need to do, what they need to improve on. But you know, just confirmation from the manager, John, as well, uh, all bodes well for you know that reaction. So as long as you keep doing the right things, nine times out of ten, you're going to get a positive result. Manager said after the game on on Saturday we didn't do the basics right, and that while we looked like concede, while we looked like scoring more goals uh, recently, we also looked like conceding more. Was, is looking ahead to Saturday's game is that something you're looking to address? Well, I think um, I mean looking at Andy there as well. Whenever you're going into any game or any any season, your base is trying to get a clean sheet and and move on from there. And I think that's been such a, a positive with, with the team, especially. You know, have the much documented start that we've had. So uh, initially, that's what you're looking to. You're looking to be solid, build from that, and go from there. But we've got good players. I think um, we, we we start. We have to start another run now uh, as quickly as possible. So that you know, the managers come out and said that in the press, and he, he's very much that way. Uh, we'll be looking at the week that way as well to make sure we uh, we get going. Matt, if I can just come personally, uh, obviously we know each other from a, a few years ago, but uh, you worked alongside Eusti previously. How big of an opportunity and how excited were you uh, to come and work with a coach like Steve McLaren? Yeah, I mean, you, you said working with, uh, with John and Eusti, it's like a it's magnificent opportunity. Uh, obviously, you mentioned there the gaffer, when you get the phone call and working with John and then the club as well, then you see the players you know, it's fantastic, isn't it? You, you can't not get excited about it. So I think it was that bit of realisation. But then just head down and knowing what the task is and, and what we've got to do. And I think the, the good thing about coming in with, with the gaffer, you know, we said, we talked about the start and uh, that objective of, you know, he, he likes a process. He knows what he wants from his players. He starts with that honesty and, and, and give the players a belief and that little bit of responsibility. So it, it's been great. And obviously you're learning from everyone all the time and, um, it's all different skill sets, but hopefully it's kind of like putting all that together with it, with the gaffer's experience. And then when you come into the club, you see all the people, and you know 
the, the characters that are, are behind the scenes and it just makes you feel welcome straight away and the players have been great and they've got their head down and it's, it's been good but we, we obviously there's one thing you might notice there's no complacency it's uh, you've you got to keep going done absolutely nothing yet we've got a lot of work to do as classed as a modern day football a management team you know do you have a specific role within that management team or is it very much you know you you bounce ideas off each other obviously the gaffer's got the final say but have you got any specific um, role to play within that I know Steve's give you quite a lot of credit on the set place uh, you know our attack minded set plays which I know you've you spend a lot of time researching and going through and practicing so uh, but I'm just curious within the management team setup do you have anything specific that the gaffer asks you to do yeah, t- teas and coffees, you can see uh, that blend there of coffee. It's not bad shade, is it? And I think that's my main role. If I'm honest, I do. I could try and kid you, but uh, that's right. No, I mean, obviously, yeah, the man, again, the, the gaffer and, and John, in terms of the process of what they want, you, you know, your first team coach, you, you know that role and it's a standard first team coach role but you're just trying to do everything you can to make sure the boys have got that opportunity Gaffer's got who he needs so he gives us the best chance of getting a result so I mean it's it's great he comes out and says that but obviously ultimately he's giving you that responsibility um, and we do we do work hard but the players work hard and you're just trying to give yourself as much of a, a chance as, as possible and you've seen us haven't you you know you've been down the training ground and seen some of the stuff and we're trying out some that will work some some that some that don't but we're trying to get more that work than they don't but the credit has to go obviously ultimately the manager used to work where you've seen how hard he works and on all the analysis but ultimately it's the players you know when you're working with the players that we're working with you've got Luke Freeman's delivery you know Lynchy, Tony, Jeff attacking the ball, Ebsy creativity you know, bids the hang out. You're kind of like spoilt, really. So it's uh, just making sure we, we make best use of those players. Coffee making and the first four games aside, how much have you enjoyed your time here so far? You know that was a joke, don't you, Webber? Because uh, <laughs> got off on the wrong foot. But no, um, I, I'm obviously enjoying it. But, you know, ultimately we're here to do a job. Um, so it, when... The environment I think the gaffer set. We talked about it day, day one, really. The players know where they are. We all know what we've got to do. You know, we, we're all working, but it's very demanding as well. It's not just a, a say yes culture. Everyone's doing all right. Isn't everything great? You know, even when we don't just review it when we've lost, review it when we win as well. And it's constantly improvement. That, that continuous improvement. The gaffer talks about the process being aligned. In, it's, it's very collaborative the, the way he works, but that cohesiveness is, is something he's always talking about from the staff and what's good is from the meetings then it comes out and we set the tone schedule for, for the, the week for the players so from my personal point of view obviously I'm, I'm really enjoying it and just trying to do the best I can to support um, you know players, manager, staff everyone really Obviously disappointment Saturday that's gone now it's out of the way it's uh, it's in the history books full week to work with the boys Leeds on Saturday don't come any any bigger than that? Massive club, big fan base, going well, best home record in the league, but one to look forward to? Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think, you know, when you're in this division, you, you look at some of the away away fixtures and obviously we're not going there for, for a day out. We're going, we're going to uh, go and try and get a result, as everyone uh, everyone does. But, you know, it, it is going to be a, a, great, a great atmosphere. It's obviously a fantastic club. They're, they're on a bit of a roll, so it's going to be a challenge, but it's one we, we, uh, we look forward to. And I'm sure... Uh, this week we'll, we'll prepare as best as we possibly can to get the, the most positive outcome we can. Obviously you won't want to give too much away, but how do you, how do you prepare for a game like Leeds and how do you, how do you approach it? Well, I think um, it, consistency is key. So 
really any opponent that we, we, we're going to play against will will follow the same process because ultimately yeah, there'll be slight tweaks to the tactical side of it but um, from a structure and organisation the manager you know, used to as well be very clear to the players what we need to do and um, then we kind of once we've got that template we'll go into each of the days we'll do specific obviously tasks on, on each of the days whether it's a tactical day a technical day could be a work day but ultimately it's all revolving everything we do revolves around getting that result whether it be Saturday or a Tuesday so we'll go into it as, as best prepared as we can so you know, starting from tomorrow. Uh, well, the process, as I said, started at uh, whatever time we're in this morning. Uh, you know, once you get that debrief, and the lads are kind of focused. They know they're disappointed from Saturday, but as, as Andy just said, line in the sand, and we, we just move forward. And hopefully, you've seen to the credit of the character of the boys. You know, as long as we're doing the right things and following that right uh, process, we you know get that result. An important run of fixtures now. Busy, busy time of year for you guys, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, it's great. It's great, really. Uh, we have um, obviously a busy fixture list in December going into January, but also it's a lot of opportunity to pick up points. So we're we're going to be uh, getting the boys prepared for for all of the games. Make sure we uh, rest rested, recovered, and uh, looking forward to it. Really, best of luck for Saturday. Thank you very much, Webby. Well, since we, we touched on it previously, Leeds on Saturday sit second in the Championship after well, a fabulous first three months of the campaign. <clears throat> given, given their home record, it's a, a bit of a toughie, isn't it? I was sitting there yesterday having a look at things. I probably think um, this has the potential to be our toughest game of the season. Not that we fear going there, but if you look at Leeds, you know, riding high, second in the table. Um, you know, got a really good home record. I think they've took 21 points. Well, I don't think I know they took 21 points at home. That's the best in the division, albeit before West Brom um, played Brentford. Um, so yeah, won the last three games, haven't conceded any goals. Five wins from the last seven, fewest goals against at home side. So all of that points to a really tough afternoon. But you know, want to really look forward to big crowd, 30 odd thousand against the team steeped in tradition history you know can't think of a better place to go and start another run second in the table Leeds um, 39 points an impressive 39 points a point behind Norwich at the top of the championship obviously if, you, if you're up there most of your teams perform well but who stands out for you since is the guys to look, look out for heading to Leeds on Saturday well they've got a good collective uh, team they've got a, a wonderfully experienced highly thought of manager you know uh, if you speak to some of the best in the game um, Pep Guardiola uh, says he's one of the best coaches or, or the best coach you know so uh, he's got Leeds playing in a certain way very high energy uh, they'll play but who's the threats you know Kmar Roof who we know all about from last season when he was down at uh, Loftus Road scored a hat-trick I think he's got eight goals Pablo Hernandez, seven goals. Klitsch, middle of the park. Alerski, you know, all all threats. Um, so we're going to have to be at our best uh, or close to our best to, to get something from the game. But as I say, it's, it's not a place to to fear going. You know, you, you look at where they are, you respect them for who they are and what they're doing. They're going well. But you know what? We've, going back to that start of the season again, take that out of it, we've done exceptionally well. Just going through a little bit of a, 
a sticky patch at the moment, you know, and certainly with the goals that we're conceding. But Saturday, got a full week where Steve will be on the training ground working tirelessly to, to iron out some issues. Possibly might make the odd change or two to just to freshen it up a little bit. But uh, I'm really looking forward to this game. Um, you know, I'll be up there along with many, many Rangers fans, and it's one that you, you do look forward to. Certainly as a player, you want to play, pick your wits against teams who are going well and say, you know what? As a side, we, we think we're as good as you. As a player, I think I'm as good as you, if not better, and a, a great place to go and try and prove that. It's hard, to, it's hard not to get caught up in one result, isn't it? But Steve McLaren will be drumming into his players this week. Look, look how well you did before, before this, this whole result. That's what it is. Uh, you know, we, we, we've been exceptional. Um, over the last sort of couple of months, you know, we've looked a real good team individually we've been excellent defensively until the last sort of few weeks we've been really really solid you know after shipping goals in the first four games you know so we've just got to get back to that you know it's fine margins you know it's you know it's just getting your marking right from a from a corner you know it's getting that blocking when you need to tracking your runner not giving the ball away cheaply really football's defined and Really fine margins to win games and to lose games, but uh, I say we've done really, really well. But we need to start again. We need to get on another run. We've got a you know December going into the Christmas period. It's it's classed as a I wouldn't say a defining stage of the season, but it can it can shape it definitely. We've got a we've got a tough little spell of games. If you look on paper, you know you've got Leeds, you've got Middlesbrough, you've got Notts Forest. That's three of the top five. Then you've got teams. Over the Christmas period, at uh, two games at home, which I'm sure people will think are bankers, but you know, no easy game. You have to earn it. And you got Aston Villa away on uh, on New Year's Day, so we're getting into a, a key period for me. And I think over certainly the next three looking tough games that we we look at, we got to get some points out of this to take us into the uh, the Christmas period where we can really kick on after the New Year and see where it takes us. One thing that occurred to me last week, I looked at the team sheet for the three games and thought to myself, we've got a very, very settled side now. So obviously it helps with form. Given the week we had defensively, will Steve McLaren be tempted to make changes? He'll be tempted to, because as a manager, you're striving for perfection. You know, Steve won't be happy of conceding nine in the last four games. Um, I know the way he works. And he, he certainly won't be happy given how tight we were going up to that, so we can do it. Um, again, it's just getting people to, you know, to cut out the silly little mistakes, to do the basics um, well. So he'll he'll think about changes, but he probably he'll he knows the players better than me and better than you. He works with them every day. He'll be looking on the training ground, you know, who's really at it, who's a little bit down the dumps, etc., etc. Uh, and he'll he'll pick a side that'll go to Leeds. Um, reading his comments the other day, we need to get back to hard to beat. So maybe he has a clue that approach. But hard to beat can be being on the front foot and getting high up the pitch and defending from the front. So you know, and taking the game to the opposition. So uh, Steve will have it. Steve will have it worked out. He's you know he's, he's seen these runs and it won't be the the first run this year where we we have a, a good month and a an average sort of month but you've just got to get back on the horse but I just can't think of a better game to go to Leeds and pick your wits against the side who's going really really well So it might not be about changing personnel it might be just about reminding the players what served them so well 
what served them so well in recent months? I think that's what it'll be. And, you know, the players all know. Players aren't silly, contrary to what people think about footballers up and down the country. You know, players will know. And the level we're playing at, you've only got to be slightly, slightly off it. And you can get punished against good players and good sides, you know. And, uh, you know, we, we made half a mistake for the first goal on Saturday. But Jared Bowen, the quality that he's got, he punishes you. Disappointingly, the second goal comes from a set play. That's probably what have disappointed them the most. But then you're back in the game. Then as the game's really in the balance, we give the ball away on the halfway line and they hit us on the break. So there's the final line. There's, there's the, you know, the, the tight margins that you're operating in. But uh, I say we'll be absolutely fine. We've, we've had a really good run. We've had a good couple of months where we've looked a really good side. Just need to get back to doing that now. Two people who will definitely be tuning in for the Leeds game, all the way from San Antonio, uh, are Jacob Tingle and Paul McGinley from US fan group Vamos QPR. Jacob, Paul, thanks for joining us on the Lobcast. Pleasure. Happy to be here. You're, uh, so Vamos, Vamos QPR, tell us a bit more about the group. Yeah, so we are uh, a group mostly uh, representative Trinity University faculty, staff and students. Um, and um, the, the, the name of the club is, um, uh, we, we come by it honestly, we are in, in San Antonio and uh, we have um, Coach McGinley, Paul McGinley is our men's soccer coach and the, and the, the big hashtag, the, the shout out for every one of their games is, is Vamos Tigres, our mascot is the Tigers. Mm-hmm. And so the, the translation is come on. So when we were uh, thinking of a club, you know, a club name, it just was, was just perfect, uh, you know, Come on, you tigers! Come on, you ours! It just, it just uh, was, was a no-brainer there. Um, and the club started um, with a uh, Paul and I team teach a class that goes to London every other year. We spend uh, the winter holidays in London, and then we come back and finish the the class during our spring semester at the university. Um, and and that's the the really the origins of the of the club were that first match, which uh, unfortunately, coincidentally, was Hull. Um, so maybe talk about that later, but that's the origins of the club. And we had close, I've got close connections with, uh, with Chris Ramsey spanning 20 years. So Chris was very generous with his time, uh, when the class was over there and on both occasions, uh, uh, spent some time lecturing, uh, to the group, um, about Queens Park Rangers and football in England in general. So he's, uh, he's a great asset to our class. What, what was it that caught the imagination? What, what was it that, you know, made you think, oh, OK, we'll, uh, we'll pick QPR to, to follow as our, as our club in England? Yeah, so, uh, so just this is from my background standpoint. I, I grew up in, in, uh, in Texas in the, in the mid-70s, um, early 80s, and uh, uh, soccer, as we call it, was not really a thing um, in, in, in our area. And so, you know, I grew up... Um, teamless so to speak and i've never been the kind of person who's who's going to be a uh, a t-shirt fan of any <clears throat> of any sport of any club and um the allure for me was you know loftus road being a just an unbelievably historic stadium the club being uh you know such a deep history uh going back to, to 1882 and doing a lot of reading and understanding about what the club means to the community in particular and i was i was quite frankly you know, really impressed with the, the work of the community trust. And so when Paul mentioned, 
um, that that he was good friends with Chris, and there was an opportunity for uh, for some significant interaction with him. I said, "This is a no-brainer." Um, and uh, in that first match, it was it was under you know Loftus Road under the lights. It was sixteen, seventeen thousand there that night, and he, he, you know the hour and a half leading up to the game and after the game, it just this. I walked in not knowing I was going to be a fan, and I walked out knowing I would never stop being a fan. Who was the game, Jacob? It was it was Hull. QPR Hull. QPR Hull. And you still remember it? The 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 outcome of the game, how it went, uh, what impressed you? Yeah, it was it was unfortunately a two one a two one loss, um, but it was it was the crowd and how uh, just they they backed the club and there was there was just you know that you don't see this every week, right? But but most weeks that kind of never never say, say die spirit. And I, it just the the way that the crowd got behind the team, and uh, and and even even with you know the closing minutes needing to try to draw one back, uh, and and didn't get it done. But it just it was infectious um, being in that environment and and seeing the spirit and 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 how enthusiastic the, the fans were even in a loss. Speaking of Hull, I understand you watched the you watched Saturday's game against Hull in our uh, QPR Plus streaming service. What, what did you make of the game? Uh, first 20 minutes, I, I would have rather not watched. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, and so I, I will say, you know, speaking from the positives, I, I was, I was looking on, on Twitter a little bit this morning and, um, and, and there are a few, a few of us who are more on the optimistic side than others, but, um, I, I, I truly was impressed. I, I voted Jake Bid, Bidwell man of the match. I thought he played really really well down I'm, I'm i'm really impressed with what he and, and luke are starting to do on the left side um and hope that that can can lead to some more goals so that's that was the big optimistic takeaway for me is that uh i'm starting to be really impressed on kind of the the level and the quality of service in that final third uh, that you know andy always talks about that being so important looking at social media you, you seem to built up a, a decent follower base. I understand you, you watch the games together in San Antonio. Yeah, we do. Um, and you know, Paul, if you want to talk a little bit about how that works sometimes. Yeah, we have a gathering. Uh, it's always early on, on Saturday morning and someone has assigned the, re the responsibility to bring the coffee. Someone else gets the <laughs> breakfast tacos and, and we, uh, we gather a group, you know, in excess of a dozen normally uh, to, uh, to gather around our, uh, our, our uh, central student union campus. And, uh, and and watch the game on the big screen. Jacob brings his kids, and uh, I'll bring any soccer personalities that are in town to the game too. And we're starting to, you know, build a nice little uh, Saturday morning club. What, what, what's the what's the membership like at the moment? We've got I think 19, 19 formal folks that are that are signed up. Um, we, we've got a, um, one member in Austin, and his dad is in Lubbock, Texas. Um, he's he's a, a West London native, and so um, they have not made a, a party yet, but they're making plans for the January 19th um, uh, match to come down. And so we're really excited that the membership is expanding beyond um, beyond just the the bounds of the school. It, you know, it's again, it's a lively it's a lively group, very family friendly. Uh, you know, some of the other groups uh, are maybe um, having some some different kinds of beverages than coffee, but we're a, a really family family friendly <coughs> and um it it really is 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 exciting to see how the the um the members of the of the college team in particular um um just 
they watch the game, you know, the way high quality soccer players watch any soccer match. And so it's it's fun for me to be in a room with people who really know the game uh, and can and can help kind of analyze it in, in a way that, um, you know, quote unquote, Joe soccer fan, uh, you know, I, I'd watch the game maybe with not quite as much of a technical lens. As QPR fans, how how impressed have you been with this sort of, I'd use the word recovery after the, the first three, four games of the season, you know, it's been well documented. How impressed have you been with the, the improvement under Steve McLaren and the team that you're watching on a week, weekly basis? Yeah, I think the, the easiest way to, to say it for me is, uh, you know, we went in really thinking that this, this last, you know, this last match on Saturday was going to be uh you know, every game is tough, but you thought yeah. this is this is one surely that we're going to win. And <laughs> I feel like, you know, you go back a year ago and and I, there wouldn't have been that kind of optimism, even if we had been on this kind of run. And and I think that level of enthusiasm and and, and kind of expectation yeah. um, just is really different. And it has been um, it's been fun, but it's also been really impressive to see this. You know, what is it with the exception of, I guess, the couple of times what what. Cameron couldn't play versus Stoke, and there was a couple of other maybe injury things. But during this run, to have a consistent 11 um, ha has to have made a difference on, on the pitch. It, it sure seems like it from a fan's perspective, the way the guys communicate with each other. And it's been really fun to watch and, and hope they can regroup and, and, you know, tough one next week. But um, next for next week, obviously, uh, you'll both be, no doubt, tuning in. From Statesdale, big game, huge club leads. They've they've started the season really, really well. It's currently sitting in second, but will he be watching and looking forward to that one? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. no question about that. Uh, Marcelo Bielsa has been a long, long time fan of his uh, coaching. Yeah, he, has a, he has a fantastic reputation, doesn't he? He does. He does worldwide. You know, with his successes in uh, Chile and uh, in Argentina, it was kind of a surprise to see him pop up in. In Yorkshire, but uh, uh, he's, he's, his reputation certainly precedes him and really looking forward to the game. We'll get a lot of interest from uh, just soccer fans in general uh, attending that uh, UPR Leeds game next week. You mentioned Jeff Cameron um, as, you know, as Americans, it must, it must have been, it must be great to see Jeff in the team and it must help with the popularity of people coming to watch the games. Yeah, that that uh, you know somebody with what did he have thirty plus caps for the for the national team, um, and and the, especially the the soccer fans uh, on campus and locally, uh, you know there's there's that certain sense of national pride, country pride to see one of your guys uh, on the uh, on the pitch, and especially you know the way he's performing, uh, it makes it makes it all the more enjoyable. Just uh, just find any any plans to to get to London soon for a game. Um, I, I, I told my wife, I said, um, if, if they make it to Wembley, I'm buying a plane ticket and I'm coming over. Um, so, so that'll be the plans for this year. If, if the, if, the, if that somehow, uh, in Knockwood, if that somehow happens, but we teach the class, uh, every other year. So we'll be back in, uh, during the, the winter fest, the winter period of, uh, 2019, um, and, uh, we'll, we'll be back with another 15 to 20 people, uh, at the match um at, at a at a you know at, at Loftus Road that's brilliant Jacob Paul many many thanks for for um being in touch many thanks for your support uh you know we really do value it and we we welcome to 
We look forward to welcoming you at Loftus Row when you're back. <laughs>